What's up, guys? Welcome back into day three of our new daily podcast, Fourth and Wrong, hosted by yours truly, Chris Marler. I uh, hope everyone had a phenomenal Monday and Tuesday, and you enjoyed the show yesterday as well. Our first solo pod of the offseason. Um, if you haven't been paying attention, like I said, we we're doing a new spinoff uh, this offseason, a little daily project where we will record every single day, and we've made it three days in a row against all odds. So I probably have my girlfriend who got me out of bed and then also Celsius to thank for that. But nevertheless, here we are, and today's topic Today's topic is what we aren't talking enough about, and I think it's Brian Kelly and LSU this offseason. Now, if you followed along with anything, I know that last season LSU had a ton of expectations going into the year. After year one of Brian Kelly, talking about a coach that came in, gets them to the SEC West uh, Championship. They beat Alabama at home. It's only the sixth time that it happened since 1957. It's a fun fact you guys know I love to bring up. Um, six wins since the Eisenhower administration. They rush the field, they get to Atlanta, they get to 10 wins. Phenomenal year one under, under Brian Kelly. And listen, here's the thing. He had a, a, a probably the worst type of assumptive stereotype about him when he came to LSU, and that's that he couldn't win the big game. He was at Notre Dame, and he had a lot of, of different things that kind of limited him there, especially academically. And him not winning the big game was really just they got bounced and, and absolutely destroyed against Alabama in 2012. Um, but that was a 12-0 team that was really, really good. They just lost to a really, really good team. So I think that that assumption about him as a head coach is, was kind of stupid in the first place. This is a guy that's been around for decades and decades and has won at every level. He's been very good. He comes into last year with what we found out to be the best offensive player and overall player in the country on offense. Um, and going into the year, what we thought was probably the best defensive player in the country with Harold Perkins as well. Um, and it just seemed like from day one, there were issues. There were issues. Now, we always say this, I think, in life, but it's especially true in sports, especially true in this business, when I say, what have you done for me lately um, type of thing where you talk about coaches get hired and fired on the spot um, if they don't have instant success. Saw Brian Harson seen in a lot of places, right? Ed Orgeron won a national championship at LSU, was fired two years later. So Brian Kelly comes into last year and, and has one of the worst year-long defensive units in program history. I mean, it, it was awful. It was awful. A lot of fans asking if they if they wasted the talent they had on offense and, and a record like a, a record year with somebody like Jaden Daniels. If you only got to nine regular season wins, because the, the defense was that bad. So what they say in life all the time, I feel like that's what I was saying. They say in this business as well. It's it's not how often you get you know you get put down. How often can you get back up? And Brian Kelly is doing everything he can this offseason to get back up. If you want to see what he's done. There were rumors about Brian Kelly leaving to go to Michigan. And I think that one thing that we're not talking enough about, which is that the whole theme of the show, Brian Kelly's rumors going to Michigan were not only short-lived, they might have never been non-existent, right? All this guy has done this entire offseason has spent every single day committed to strengthening the program, strengthening the roster, and strengthening their position going into next season to be a national championship contender and also potentially win the SEC. Now, what has he done? He got rid of that defensive coordinator for one. Matt House was the worst. Uh, if you want to look at some of the defensive numbers from a year ago, this is one of the reasons it was so bad. They gave up 490-plus yards in six of their 13 games. They got 30 or more points uh, in eight of their 13. I mean, giving up almost 500 yards of offense in, in six of your games is not a recipe for winning. And it's also, I tell you what, you look at the teams they did it against, it was basically the biggest teams they played, right? Like, it was, it was all their ranked opponents. It was the bowl game against Wisconsin. Um, it was a game against Florida, right? I mean, 
They they were bad at, at the biggest moments of last season. So what does Brian Kelly do to correct this? He goes out and hires six. Oh, that's that. <laughs> that was off. Um, this graphic is not what I thought it would be. But he goes out and hires six defensive coordinator or six defensive coaches and, and six assistants, um, including a new defensive coordinator, including Bo Davis, including Corey Raymond. It is a dream team of available coaches that he was able to go out and get. And and you talk about like what winning hires it's it's you need to not only get the right guy in this day and age of football you also need to make sure you get the the right guy to win yourself a story and what i mean by that is going out to get blake baker away from another sec school who just had a phenomenal success as the dc there who left your school to go there to become the dc being able to bring him back and hire him away that's a huge deal that's a win that's a win from a pr standpoint and, and the, the optics of that look fantastic Getting Bo Davis. Bo Davis is a guy that has put put in work at almost like seemingly every SEC school and all of the biggest ones. Uh, and you get him away from Texas in a year they get, they have they're probably their best defensive unit and defensive line they've had in, in over a decade. You're able to get him away from a school that that like you know played for a, the college football playoff that that had tremendous success and he's been he's been through the ringer in the SEC. You're able to go get him back to to shore up the defensive line. And then you get a win with Corey Raymond as your defensive backs coach. Um, I think with having Raymond, especially Baker, who was a safeties coach at Mizzou as well, that's a huge step into returning to the whole DBU thing that LSU fans have hung their hat on for so long. Now, the reason why I think Baker is a great hire is this. Baker is, is a guy that gets in and he gets his hands dirty and he's able to turn things around very quickly. If you look at what he's able to do when he got to Mizzou versus the year before he was at Mizzou, these are the numbers on that. So he came into Mizzou in 2022 and 2023. He was the defense coordinator. The year before he got there, they were ranked 106 in the country and 113th uh, in total defense. So yards allowed and then scoring defense points allowed respectively. His first year, they finished ranked 14 or sorry, 34th in total defense and 56 in scoring defense. The scoring defense, they gave up over a touchdown less per game. Um, and, and here's why this is a big deal, guys. Like, like, you look at the, the defense. God, these graphics are all over the place today. You look at the defense from LSU a year ago. They were ranked 13th in every single category in the SEC, every single major statistical category. Yards allowed, total points allowed, rushing yards allowed, passing yards allowed. They ranked 13th in every single major statistical category. And that's it's unacceptable with the level of talent they have on that roster. Um, Missouri. Oddly enough, was ranked 13th in the SEC um, in, uh, in in yards per game allowed in 2021. They jumped from 13 to four in the first year under Blake Baker as their DC. That's what you're hoping that he's going to be able to do and transform what should be a good unit with all the talent they have um, already in place. It should never underperform like that again. The other thing that Brian Kelly is doing is besides putting it together a dream team of assistant coaches. He has hit the recruiting trail maybe better than anyone else in the, in the conference. Like, like, like from a standpoint of he came in, fired off that terrible fucking Southern accent, then had the video of him in the 360 dancing thing with Walker Howard, um, just the cringiest of moments. But Brian Kelly knows who he is. He knows what his strengths are. And he's still able to recruit to a place like LSU because um, he's damn good at it. And it's a great destination for a lot of these players. So even the awkward, uh, the the awkward, what do you call it, accent, and the very awkward dance video. Maybe just old white men. We stopped dancing on video, even when Saban was doing the Cupid Shuffle. Maybe we just cut that out. Maybe we cut that out in 2024. I don't know. But Brian Kelly going into 
um, LSU getting a sixth-ranked class in 2023, the seventh-ranked class this year. It is signing day today as we're putting this out. And then as of uh, for next season, as of today, uh, they have the second-rated class in the country. I've seen different places they are, number one. This is according to 247 Sports. But currently on 247, they're ranked second with uh, overall recruiting class including just, you know, ho-hum. They have the number one overall player in the in the country at quarterback. They have a five-star quarterback, a five-star receiver, and a five-star running back. This train is not slowing down anytime soon with LSU. I think last year a lot of a lot of SEC teams will realize in the coming years that you, you got LSU at the right time if you were able to get them a year ago because gone are going to be the days where they're giving up 700 yards of offense to Ole Miss. Gone are the days where they're going to be giving up 40-plus points to, to Florida and Bama and every single, every single time out, it seems like. I think that Brian Kelly has done a tremendous job uh, this offseason. Again, when there were the, the slightest of rumors about him potentially leaving LSU to go to Michigan, if that if that opportunity presented itself, all he's done is commit himself to the university, commit himself to being a much better program and in a really good position to potentially play for a national championship, at least for the playoff next year. So that is our episode for today. We do have our everyday uh, audience mailbag. Um, so today's question Let's see. Comes from our good friend Evan Grimes. So make sure you send in questions. We'll do this every day, at least one topic with the headlines, and then a question from the audience as well. So Evan Grimes sends us this. Let's see here. Um, it's in my Twitter. Hold on. Outside of the SEC, who do you like for 2024, and why is it Oregon? There's a lot to like about Oregon. Now I want to tell you this. This isn't a, a, a slight to this fan base. No matter, I'm sure it'll be taken that way. I think that there's a a lot of Georgia fans that really um, are excited for the success of Oregon because of Dan Lanning. So I think a lot of it, the talk around Oregon down here is because of the success he had at Georgia and then potentially turning down the, um, the Alabama job. Oregon is already a national brand, it seems like. They're going to be on an even bigger stage now going to the Big Ten. I love what he is building out there at Oregon. Love it. Like, it's it's kind of odd to think, but they just had their first back to back or back to back top ten recruiting classes in program history. Um, shocker that the company or the the program that's run by Nike um, and now in the NIL era is able to bring in top recruits. Tremendous job of using your resources. Tremendous job of recruiting with Dan Lanning. That's a guy who's young. He gets it. He is going to create a national footprint for Oregon um, moving forward. We've seen them get guys out of Alabama. We've seen them get guys out of Georgia. Florida, um, and they still have like you know a, a lot of the West Coast under their under their reign as well. I think that they're going to go into the Big Ten um, swinging, and they're going to be very very good next year. The other team that I would look at from outside of the SEC footprint that I think is going to be good next year, um, uh, you know, the two that jump out to me immediately, Ohio State is obviously one of them because they have just put so much money. It seems like they have gone all in. Um, on next year being their year. I mean, they return a ton of talent. I think that Ryan Day has done a tremendous job getting some of those defensive guys to stay that may have been first or second round picks. Um, you know, the schedule will be interesting because they are they are adding USC and, and Oregon and UCLA um, and Washington to that conference. Um, you do get uh, Michigan at home, and you, you, you have to win that game for Ryan Day. But the talent they have coming back and the talent they've amassed in the portal is – it's very impressive. So I, they, they it's, it's also a situation too where it's kind of like the Yankees. Like if you're if you're if you're putting out that much money, you better win. You better win. So I think Ohio State's one for me. The other one, I'll give you a sleeper. I think that Utah going into the Big Twelve, they always seem to to fly under the radar. Um, Utah is a 
better built program than I think that anybody that, that most teams will be in this newfound Big 12. The Big 12 is this cast of mis- misfits that is, you know, this eclectic weird group where Colorado's in it, UCF is in it. I think Utah's last game of their season is against UCF, which is just bizarre. Um, but I think that Utah, it, it, you know, they're still a Power 5 conference in the Big 12, so they are going to, at least as of right now, get an automatic bid to the cultural playoff. I think Utah could be a team that makes a run. So that is your five-minute podcast that, of course, lasted at least 15 minutes because I'm long-winded and don't know when to shut up. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It'll be out on all platforms. Make sure you guys check it out. Um, and we will be back tomorrow. Talk to you then.